0: Welcome to the Talk with Rox podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Karimi, licensed psychotherapist. Join me as we talk about psychology, spirituality, and the human experience. I look forward to helping you expand your consciousness as you work toward healing and reconnecting with your inner voice. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Talk With Rocks podcast and happy October to you all. I just wanted to say thank you for being patient. Um, You know, as I've been doing the Conscious Healing Program, it felt a little bit difficult to create more episodes. I just kind of felt creatively and energetically opt out. But this is our last week and it's really been so much fun. Um, And I'm excited to be able to connect with you guys on the podcast forum as well and share some fun things. Today, we're going to be talking about dreams and how they can be like a portal to our subconscious and reveal what our inner child is experiencing, what we might be needing to repair or focus on. But before we do that, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update about what's been going on with me. As you might know, if you follow me on Instagram, I just left the medical group that I was working with um, and where I'd been seeing clients for the last four years since I became newly licensed. And I don't really want to say too much because I know that there are still some clients that are going to be working with them or, you know, do medication management with them. And I want them to feel comfortable. I don't have... Any beef with them at all. Um, You know, I think the providers there are really great and it's definitely a safe place for you to be going to and working with, but it was not aligned for me anymore. It was something that I went back and forth with a lot because I do want to be there. You know, I do want to be able to connect with clients through insurance and to help more people and have a bigger impact, but. The contract that they were offering for me didn't feel right. It did not feel ethical, I'll just say. And so I decided, you know what? Maybe that is a sign. Maybe this is a sign that I should just go full throttle into conscious healing because that is what I want. That is what my soul wants anyway. And it is a little bit scary because that means that I don't have a secure, kind of stable income coming in every month but that's okay. I feel ready to take this leap and I feel confident that the conscious healing is something that is going to be really great for a lot of people and, you know, having the time and space to really focus on developing that and bringing it forward in a bigger way. As I think about this second launch, um, I think is really great. And I'm really looking forward to this adventure. So I have no really what that's going to look like, and I'm going to spend some time sorting through that. Basically, I'm trying to decide, do I want to continue with a regular psychotherapy practice on the side, or do I want to just go, you know, head to feet into conscious healing? And I think I might do a little bit of both for a while and see what feels good for me. But I'm going to add a shadow here and share with you something that I was having kind of imposter syndrome about or shadowy feelings about, but now I'm recognizing makes so much sense and is something that I was feeling so frustrated about, but I can see now was happening for me to better serve me. And that is that I've been living at home since the beginning of the pandemic. I've been living with my family and, you know, at the pandemic time, that was really nice because I was living alone before then. And I think that if I had been living alone and having to quarantine by myself, I would have really struggled with that. And I know a lot of people who did, and I feel for you, and I I just felt so grateful that my experience was different in that way. I also feel really grateful that I had done inner child healing before moving home because I think that definitely could have been a recipe for disaster, and instead it was a re- recipe for healing and I got to experience a lot of real-time reparenting with my family and being here and I think that that's just also a testament to the work, you know, and being able to reconnect with my family in a new way and heal my subconscious and my inner child in the work that I had been doing but also in the relational experiences day-to-day that I was having with them. And the reason that I'm sharing that is because I spent the summer looking for a place to live and just feeling so frustrated that what I wanted wasn't showing up. Um, You know, obviously there was huge financial changes with the pandemic as well, and rents have skyrocketed. And so being able to find something that I liked and felt comfortable in and felt comfortable for CODA and was also within my budget became extremely difficult. And I'm realizing now that that was for a reason and that that now is allowing me to be able to take this leap into not having secure income and growing this program growing you know my soul's purpose i truly believe that this work is my soul's purpose i have the space to do that i have the financial resource to do that and i feel so abundant so grateful and so secure and in trust that these next steps are going to unfold exactly the way that I want them to, even though that might not look exactly the way that I want them to. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And I think that I might start to really incorporate more of my experience living at home, more of my experience with my family, with you guys here. For example, I'd really like to have my mom on the podcast for the next episode. Um, We are in spooky season and mom and I have both had really Uh, you know, a lot of interesting experiences with spirit and with mediumship. And so I just would like to have her join me so that we could share about that with you guys next time. But today we're going to be talking about dreams and how they can better help us connect to our inner child and our subconscious. So let's get into it. So dreams, such a fun thing to discuss. I love hearing about people's dreams. Do you guys like talking about them? Do you tend to remember or do you forget? I know, a lot of people kind of vary with that where some people say, I don't dream at all. Well, you probably do. You're just not remembering it and that's okay. And I, I will share some tips later in the episode for how you can work on Um, you know, being able to remember them better and even clearing yourself up the night before to kind of connect with what you're wanting to receive. But because we also talk about psychology here, we're going to talk a little bit about Freud and Jung, who both believed that dreams have meaning. Um, They thought about it a little bit differently as they did with everything, or almost everything rather. Um, Freud believed that Dreams were, you know, he's Freudian. He had that similar idea he related to dreams. He believed that dreams expressed foreign wishes that had to be disguised, meaning, you know, like the surface content of the dream was different than the latent beliefs. So it might show up as one thing, but it meant another. A cigar is not always a cigar. He thought that that was the same with our dreams, that not necessarily that our subconscious was like tricking us, but that it was kind of like a game you had to sort through and analyze. Whereas Jung saw things more clearly, more openly. He didn't believe that our dreams were disguised, our desires were disguised. He saw them as something that maybe the ego doesn't fully understand. um, But he believed, as we've kind of discussed before, right, that the mind-body feelings, which he refers to as the psyche, were all working together that even our negative emotions are helpful in drawing attention to an imbalance within us, which I think is so interesting because you know, that, that would mean that even something like depression is a signal for an imbalance, that maybe you're not living an authentic life, maybe you're living small or you're hiding certain parts of your authenticity and this can lead to depression. Wouldn't it be great if more clinicians were Jungian like this or could see depression as something with also this spiritual aspect that's signaling some things off within us and within our soul, some things just out of alignment, you know, versus just, oh, you're depressed, let's medicate you. Now, I'm not anti-medication by any means. I've I've been on medication several times in my life. Prozac has saved me, literally saved me. But I'm just saying wouldn't it be cool if we also kind of looked at things within this, you know, perspective, because I think that's where the true healing can begin. So I love Jung. Um, He also believed that uh, that within this, our psyche is a self-regulating system. And so therefore is our dream and our intuitions that they have purpose, that they show up to signal to us certain areas that maybe we need to pay attention to, or something that we're we're missing within our conscious mind. So, for example, I can share with you something that happened for me last week. Was you know, as I was closing out with the medical provider I was working with, um, I was asked to do an exit interview, and I was asked to do an exit interview with somebody I didn't feel comfortable with. So, I called a different person from the company, and i I said, "Could I speak with you about what's been going on?" And they said, "Yes." And I shared with them, and you know they were positive and grateful, whatever appreciative that I shared. But later that night, I had a dream that okay, and this this dream is interesting because if anybody's been following the Gabby Petito case, I certainly have. It's deep within my conscious because I'm personally uh, very triggered by having watched the body cam footage and experiencing narcissistic abuse myself complicated, don't want to get too much into it. I'm just want to give you a little bit of backstory so you understand my dream. I dreamt that night that I was on a plane and the plane was held up. And later we kind of realized, oh, okay, the plane's held up because Brian Laundrie's on the plane. And I looked behind me and I realized that he was sat in the row behind me with a blonde wig on. And, you know, knowing a little bit of Jungian dream analysis, I woke up that next morning and I thought that means there's somebody in my life who's in disguise who's playing a maybe person um who's on my side and that isn't really and i later realized it was this person that i spoke with uh, that i'm not saying she had bad intentions but that i think it was wrong for me to believe she was on my side you know versus the company's side and later that week you know, she had agreed. I'll join you for the exit interview. Like, don't worry. I'll be there with you. And the morning of, she sends me an email saying, actually, I'm not going to make it period. And that was kind of it. And I just thought, damn it. Like I found him. I found him in the blonde wig. And so that was interesting, right? That was my dream alerting me. Be careful who you're trusting. There are some people who are going to be in disguise. I thought that was interesting. So how can we make better sense of our dreams? How can we make sense of them, especially when they're, you know, so seemingly random? It's like a senator driving a BMW off into a sunset. Like, what does that really mean? Well, Jung believed that symbols were used in our dreams, sort of like archetypes, archetypes as well, to communicate with us, that this is how our subconscious has received programming and made sense of the world via these symbols and archetypes. And therefore, our psyche is going to reuse these symbols and archetypes to communicate with us what's going on at the subconscious soul level. So that's what mine chose in the moment, right, was somebody in a blonde wig in disguise meaning, you know, like a sheep in lamb's clothing. Is that what the saying is? Something like that. So that's a a personal example. I want you to sort of sit with that and think about your own or what, what symbols are showing up and you don't have to you know, really fully understand symbols. It's more about what they mean to you. You can Google them. There's lots of dream books around that. And I think that can be super helpful, but make sure you're also attuning that to your personal experience and your life because that's what's important here that being said, I thought it would be fun for us to kind of go over what some common dream themes are and some common symbols that come up. So I'm going to read to you a few from this dream book that I've been using for 30 freaking years. Okay, maybe not 30. I'm I'm not that old. (laughs) 20 something years. And, um, it's a great book. Yeah. I got this at Barnes and Noble a million years ago. Called Dreams unlock the secrets of your subconscious. It's by Frank Garfield and Rhonda Stewart Garfield. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, I just think it's cool because this book is I think is so authentically me and, It's so interesting to see that this has been something that's been a part of my life for so long. I mean, literally it says unlock the secrets of your subconscious and that's what I'm doing now with clients is teaching people how to connect with that part of themselves. Um, Fun fact. Anyway, let's get into some common dream themes from the book. So a dream that a lot of people have is to experience falling. According to this book, Falling in a dream suggests that you do not feel in control or that you need to extract yourself from some situations. Some dreams like this uh, commonly occur when you're unable to determine the cause of your uncertainty or are postponing choices or decisions. Have you had this type of dream? I definitely have. I'm curious to know if you have as well. Dreaming about teeth is also fairly common. According to this book... When you have a dream in which your teeth fall out, it might be a sign that worries are passing. Or when you dream that you're developing teeth, you might be on the brink of greater self-knowledge and wisdom or approaching a spiritual path to inner peace. There's also lots of different dreams about animals. Those obviously are a certain type of archetype as well. I'm getting right, we make certain meanings about them like a, a snake is a snake or, you know, somebody shady in your life. Um, there's also spiders. Spiders in a dream usually signify a change for the better, a reward after a period of famine. The bigger the spider, the better for you. How interesting is that? It's something we're generally so fearful of. When spiders are swinging from a web in your dreams, it is possible that good fortune will enter your life. Ooh. Now, what about something like death? I think when people dream about death, they feel really fearful. They worry that it means that You know, it's more of like a a premonition that somebody in their life is going to die. And perhaps sometimes it is. We can receive premonitions, visions, and connection with spirit directly through dreams and messages that way. But death as an archetype is also more of a signaling of like an end of a chapter, an end of a cycle. The same way, like receiving a death card in a tarot deck does not mean an actual death of a person, it represents an ending of the old and a beginning of the new it could be a sign of release and acceptance of change especially within yourself or another person what about sex love marriage those types of things if you dream of marriage to someone you don't know it is likely that you fear commitment i mean talk about inner child being like "Ah." if you dream you're marrying someone who you know but they appear different in a dream it could be the consequences A dream of an emotional kiss suggests that you need to be embraced or nurtured. Oh, your inner child is like wanting that affection, that connection. Sexual dreams usually occur, according to this book, if you're unhappy with the lack of sexual activity in your life. I guess sort of like how, you know, young boys going through puberty have a lot of wet dreams, right? They're really wanting to connect with that part of themselves. So they're constantly experiencing it in their dreams. I think... Also thinking about the same way that the death card doesn't imply an actual death. A lot of people might experience that they're, or dream about their partner's cheating or having an affair on them. That doesn't mean that your partner is necessarily cheating on you. It means maybe perhaps you have a perceived Uh, betrayal or that there is a betrayal on an emotional subconscious level that you're experiencing. Maybe they told a lie. Maybe they said something that didn't quite add up. And so you're taking that to mean cheating because that's something that we all really fear happening in our relationships. According to this book, a dream about an ex partner might indicate that there are still some unresolved issues between you or you feel there's something that you haven't discussed Please don't go running back to your exes. How about try writing a letter first and seeing what you're feeling? What what do you need to get out in there? So I also really want to talk about how dreams can be psychic energy. How it can be a way for us to connect with our spirit guides, with um, you know family who's passed. And the reason that that happens is because we have a lot less resistance in our dreams. Right? We're more able to believe that a past parent or a guide is showing up to give us a message. So, you know, we don't write it off as easily. And I think that that's important. If you do have a dream that feels like a premonition or that feels like you're receiving a message, really get clear on what you think that message is. How is that showing up for you in your life? What sort of sense are you making for it? It can, we can also really experience our past life in dreams the same way that we can do that through, you know, meditation where our consciousness is traveling to another place or another dimension. I hate to say it like that. I feel like it makes it sound so far-fetched. It's, it's not that far-fetched. It's just your consciousness connecting to a different level, but past life dreams, this book talks about them as well is, uh, you know, they tend to be expansive, bright, vivid, realistic, yet feels out of context with your present life. Maybe you're in a different era. Maybe you're attempting to discover and comprehend the meaning of your present life. I do think that past life traumas, past life experiences start to show up in our present life when we're needing to make sense of something, when we're needing to get that understanding of the lesson in order to move into evolvement. So think about it in that way. I love that this book also talks about out-of-body dreams. Have you ever experienced that? Because I certainly have. Um, a lot of times they've gone kind of hand-in-hand with those dreams where you're falling or you're falling back into your body. So you're sort of viewing your body from above. Almost every person has experienced this stage um, of falling within their their dreams. Um, sometimes people think of it as astral projection, I do. You might not be ready to think about it that way. That's okay. Out-of-body dreams are usually exceptionally realistic, really colored. They don't contain symbols as much. They don't need interpretation as much. They're a little bit more, you know, two plus two equals four. So you might be able to make sense of them in an easier way. Now, I want to share with you guys some steps to dream analysis Um, I'm going to share some of the Jungian steps about it and also give you a little bit of a exercise that you can do before bed so that you can best connect with your dreams so Jungian dream analysis has five steps for it but I would like to add a sixth one to that which is to I suggest practice a meditation before you go to bed let yourself be super calm and relaxed and set an intention to connect with your inner child, to connect with your dreams. Maybe even ask yourself, your highest self, if there's something that you're wanting an answer to or you're wanting more clarity on. Basically, just help get yourself into the receiving mode in that way. I find that journaling right before bed is also really helpful because You're kind of like clearing out all the dump from that day. And so then you're moving into the dream state with a little bit more of a just cleared conscious space. Now, dream journal analysis. Here are the five steps. When you wake up, first thing you're going to do is write down the dream in detail. Every little detail, all the things that didn't make sense. The colors, the experience, the feeling. Write it quickly because we tend to forget it. Um, And that's also interesting. I don't really know yet why that happens. I should look into that. But we do tend to forget. So write it down as soon as you can. Step two, make associations based on the symbols that showed up in your dream. You can do some Googling around that. You can use a dream analysis book. Or you can use your own idea of what those symbols mean. I would go with that one. Number three, connect these dream images to the emotional experiences that you're having within the dream and within your conscious life day to day. So, you know, Jung Jung says for a lot of the things that he does, as I also believe when I'm doing conscious healing, that your subconscious will never reveal something to you that you're not ready to see or that you don't already know at some level. You're not going to find something in your dream that's just like, oh my god, I had no idea about that. It's something that you subconsciously know, but maybe are repressing. Step four, do your best to make sense of it. What do these symbols mean to you? What do they mean in terms of your emotional connection, in terms of what's going on in your day-to-day life? And step five, make a ritual out of it. I would say that journaling about it can be a ritual, but perhaps you also you know, end that with an affirmation or you set an intention for the rest of the day, light a candle, light some Palo Santo, clear your space, whatever feels good to you in that way. Now, before we end, I also just want to share this quote that I found from Carl Jung that I just thought was really beautiful and also connects to that idea again, that, you know, we are the best ones to interpret our dreams and, that our subconscious reveals what we're ready to hear. So, that quote is I have noticed that dreams are as simple or as complicated as the dreamer himself, only they are always a little bit ahead of the dreamer's consciousness. I do not understand my own dreams better than any of you, for they are always somewhat beyond my grasp, and I have the same trouble with them as anyone who knows nothing about dream interpretation. Knowledge is no advantage when it is a matter of one's own dreams. I just want to leave you with that so that you can feel a little bit more confident to connect with your intuition um, and your subconscious in that way, to trust yourself. And a lot of times our inner child crap has made that difficult. It has made us doubtful of our intuitive voice, our subconscious, authentic voice, and Just like with anything, practice will help you get more clarity around that. So start keeping up with this dream journal and see how that leads you to feeling more connected and more strong with your intuition. Again, I really love hearing about dreams, so if you have a dream that comes up that you're trying to make sense of yourself and haven't quite figured out, feel free to share with me. My DMs are always open. I think it's super interesting and exciting, so if, you know, most people are like, I don't care about your dream. I actually do. So share it with me. Let me know what's going on. I'm going to go ahead and um, post on Instagram those five, six steps for dream analysis as well. So be sure to look out for that if you're wanting to, you know, if you're a visual learner like me and you need to, um, before you can practice that. Make sure you're following along there at Talk With Rocks and staying connected through my mailing list because Conscious Healing Program to have so many cool, fun things coming up, as well as the second launch happening at the New Year and a Boundaries Workshop happening before the holidays, which I'm really looking forward to sharing with you guys. And again, thank you so much for being patient. I'm so excited to be here to connect with you again at this forum and you know just keep sharing about psychology and spirit and growing and evolving our consciousness so thank you so much and happy dreaming